Dong. Hello. Hello, is your phone charged? We're at about 30%. I think that'll be fine. I guess we'll find out. Um, All right. Well, you know, if it dies, it's over. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, We love you. I'm sorry to be tardy today. Just woke up to many questions from several people. (laughs) That's great. And I, you know, I type, type, typed. Tippity type, 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 tippity type. Um, hi. You did it. You sent the emails. You corresponded. I was expecting many emails and none came. And that is both a relief. That's my dream. <laughs> and a My dream disturbance, is but... no email. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But I also want things to be done. I see. So I, I see. was hoping those emails would get it done. I see. Um, I know. I Anyway. Gosh. There's, I've gotten myself into a big mess with my email. It's just like, it's irreconcilable at this point, I feel. There's just... Just get to start a new one. <laughs> <laughs> just It's just to start a new life. We're going to talk about corsage. Oh, yeah. Wait, I heard, I, saw... I heard that you have forbidden Jack from being involved in the conversation about corsage. Yeah, I did. I said no. I love you that. I mean, boundaries. Yeah. Good for you, Boundaries. Jenny. Good for you. I don't, mm. I don't have that. Can't. When someone asks for something, I tend to mm. just immediately say yes and then think about it. And, then, and you're like, is that what I want? Right. And it doesn't matter, I guess. Not, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so anyways, today is about corsage. Yes. I saw it a week ago. Mm-hmm. A week ago, as this comes out, a week ago, I saw it on Friday. And I loved it, and, and then, I wait, thought, i going to go see this again. You did see it again. And I was like, Jack, you have to see this movie. It's so and for Jack. So we went to the theater, and it's $5 on Wednesdays, so that worked out. Oh, my God. And tonight's and I, Thursday. I saw that Jody Melnick was there. <sighs> what a dream. Was that an accident? It was an accident. Amazing. Who needs to live in New York City? That's what I thought. <laughs> it's all happening here. It's all happening. You can run into stars at the movie theater for $5 Wednesdays. Yeah, so that was an added delight. It was also sh- being shown in a different um, theater, mm-hmm. at the same theater, a different whatever. I don't yeah, know what. a different space, a better screen or a that? worse screen. A different box. A different screen. Yeah. A different box. A smaller box, a worse box, for sure. Oh, no. Um, but it was interesting to also have that experience. I to assume watch it on, that to this watch it on theater TV? has two screens. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, <laughs> I see. It's my... Yeah. I, it, it's a very... It's called Upstate Films. It's, it's, it's a very sweet theater, and there's another location up here, and... Upstate Films. It, it's... Uh, I'm into it. You know, I'm. I um, feel I'm glad I was able to make a recommendation that worked out, unlike my last one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one seemed pretty obvious. This was an. This was I a no brainer. It. It's like a comp. So this movie for me is a combination of Marie Antoinette and Spencer. That oh, was my reading. Oh, interesting. With like a bit yes. of like the favorite. Yes. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a royalty movie. Yeah. It's about more in, like it's about the depressing look, nature least. of being trapped in royalty. Right. So for me print the Princess Diana kind of 
yeah feeling about it you know and visiting the infirmary and these things oh right like she cares uh, about people outside the palace yeah i mean i don't want to stretch the the similarities too much because i don't i don't i mean i i you know i didn't i didn't know diana personally but um my perception of her is not as uh, like negative as i would say my perception of this character right. oh um did you do some like historical research about the the empress elizabeth I did a tiny bit, mm-hmm. um, and I thought it was interesting that she didn't have a daughter, and that she was assassinated. So, the, like the discrepancies with the film, where there's a daughter and she, you know, however we're supposed to read the end, it's a kind of escape, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Wait, in real idea. in real life, did she have only the one child, Rudolph? I think in I. Th- think in real life she only had the one son but i do think that there were like miscarriages or or some, some i'm not sure i don't remember now but um okay i think that there was some sense of like loss so i don't know if there were other children that were died at young ages well, which was part of this her movie, her but... son did do a suicide murder when he was like 20 years old he, 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 he and his wife got involved in some sort of like dicey ideology and Mm. he both murdered her and himself in a house, which is a very like famous story about the crown prince Rudolph. And there's a ballet about it called Meyerling, which, um, William and Anna were actually talking to us about. Uh, when we interviewed them on the pod several uh-huh. weeks ago. Wow. Um, but yes, the Crown Prince Rudolph lost his mind and he he killed his wife and himself. And I think that well, that was like the deepest sorrow for the Crown the you know, the Empress Elizabeth, but yes, she did go on to live to be sixty something before she was in fact stabbed. Yes, and there is like a, a a a water. You know, it was like by the water. She ended up being put on a boat to like get you know to get help or whatever. It was some kind of weird watery, uh, because open the the film opens with the line that something like she scares me, <laughs> and then we see her in a bathtub submerged in the water. And it turns out she's holding her breath, wow. but um, the 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 water imagery through the film was like really major uh like i mean the you get to the end she like jumps off this ship this is like spoiler if you haven't seen this movie then don't don't just listen later this is listen later you know listen later um go watch corsage please please um i mean the the plot of this movie does not become evident till like the last <laughs> sixth of the movie or something. You know, you're like, okay, this woman's like doing stuff. Mm. What is this movie? What is the plot of this movie? Like, where is this going? Are we just gonna like wander around? Oh, until, right. But also like until she starts <clears throat> making her. I'm escape. not. I'm not opposed to movies where 
people who seem to have like a sort of vast inner world are wandering around in beautiful clothes. Totally. I mean, I'm so into it. And I love, I love the mystery of like, what is this movie? You're, what's the problem? Like, how is this going to end? Yeah. And there are these like moments where you're like, is this how it's going to end? Where she like jumps out a window uh-huh. or she like gets thrown off a horse, which is one of my favorite sequences. That horse sequence is oh, incredible. All the horse sequences to see the uh, the her riding side saddle at such a pace, you know. I don't know anything about such things, but yeah. Well, that she has both <laughs> legs slung over one side. Yeah, of the yeah, saddle. yeah, yeah. It's really I understand cur- that part. It looks so painful to be twisted <clears throat> in that way and just gallop across the fields, you know. Yeah, it's also an interesting uh, gender. You know, there is this gender thing in well, the movie. I mean, how interesting that, like, a horse could be the ultimate equalizer between the genders, right? Like, mm, why mm-hmm. why would a horse run any <clears throat> slower with a woman on it? But if the woman is, like, being right. sort of told to ride sideways, <laughs> we're creating uh-huh. this obstacle. <clears throat> <clears throat> the patriarchy! Yeah. The patriarchy. Well, there's that moment where she's like, oh, he's not my instructor. Like, I'm as good of a rider as he is. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, that guy is so gorgeous. He's just hot he's stuff. Wow. Oh, he was gorgeous, but I thought all, all the I thought all the men were very beautiful in this movie. Oh, very. The husband? I was like... The husband? Get into the it. The son? Get into the husband. <laughs> totally. And, I mean, that's an interesting aspect. I mean, this woman is looking for some kind of reflection Mm. she's looking for a kind of acknowledgement of herself Mm -hmm. and it is you know which is like you know another kind of water (laughs) like she's a narcissist in that way of like she is trying to see herself well she even turns her like favorite lady into herself you know yeah her favorite lady okay so i (sighs) think that is her sister is it not her sister i don't I don't... I think it's her sister. Really? Well, look, none of this is history, so no, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm not sure. This is all <clears throat> a fantasy, in a way. Yes, I mean, and that is part of the confusion of the movie, because, like, there's this whole fake thing about movie making, there's this filmmaker... The acknowledgement <clears throat> that this is a movie, people. Yes, this is which a- is a... Th- it was a thrill for me that the the first slow motion, where they're oh the, my the, god, all the ladies when they come I was like, through those glass doors. Yeah, yeah. I know. Heaven, to those go, dogs the moment are that they come through those glass doors and you realize that this director's like, I don't care about don't care. like historical accuracy. I'm making a movie. Yes. Yeah. But she's not doing. She isn't doing what Sofia Coppola did with Marie Antoinette. There's obviously similarities with, like, the anachronistic music and these things that mm-hmm. are out of time, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she isn't... I don't care for that movie because I do feel like it's kind of a music video. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's all style. You're like, uh-huh, okay. It, it, it's uh, a, it's this like movie a little, actually is, like... It's a little too much of a style. joke, Marie Antoinette. It's, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like the style, it's just for style. Mm-hmm. It's like a fashion 
music video. Whereas this film manages to like be both funny and like incredibly has like a lot of pathos at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's like very grim. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. It's much colder. It's very cold. Yes. So you get to kind of make of it what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the use of slow motion is is for me like part of this. This is a movie. Yeah. This is a movie. This is I'm a making film. this is a movie you're watching. Yeah. But also that first like the first sequence of her fainting and then like you get then you see her showing her her gay friend. <laughs> I like oh this is how you, this is how you pretend to faint. Her gay cousin. Uh, <laughs> right. Cousin. When she tries to have sex with him. She really like, does, but having but sex not. with a cousin was like commonplace at the time, but yeah, she, I mean, also royalty, true, true blood. <laughs> that sequence of time at the cousin's house when she sort of escape, escapes off to his mm-hmm. manor, um, that was a really, uh, there was something that felt so comforting about that little mm-hmm. escape into like something familiar for her or something, so, uh, something comforting for her. It was a relief from the kind of oppression of much of the rest of the mm-hmm. film to see her well, that's like sort of all of her travels are sort of like seeking that kind of refuge feeling right there are parts of this moving movie that are so atmospheric that i like i felt like i could feel the wind or oh the breeze God, or like the smell it or i was like oh my god it's spring like there's just like yes 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 the way the atmosphere <coughs> Like, even on second viewing, the, the second slow motion, when they're listening to the As Tears Go By, or whatever that song is. What, what is going on um, in that part? They're just, it's like the women are sitting outside and, like, watching the uh, harpist sing. Oh. It's just towards the end, but it's, a, it's actually not in slow motion. Right. There's just, but there's, like, this breeze. It yeah. feels like it's in slow motion. Right. And then she moves, and you're like, what? It might be slowed down slightly, something like that. I don't know. It's, but then she moves at like a normal kind of pace, mm. and you're like, "What am I looking at?" Yeah, um, you know. But the atmosphere of that was incredible. It's really. Um, I just realized something, which is that her trip to England is when she goes to visit her sister. So mm-hmm. I doubt that her like lady butler was her sister. I thought it was another sister interesting well because she that she even would ask that she could marry this other person well i think that her her like standing in society was like elevated by her relationship to this empress and she thought maybe i can be released into society even though i'm just like i'm not a part of this class but like maybe i've earned my place and empress elizabeth is like no you may not. Yeah, that just feels like as a sister, she would have more power than as a, like, as a, like, if she's like her servant or whatever. Um, right, but I, I think like, like, a like real, real escape. The Empress from, Elizabeth could like but, refuse her marriage to whoever this like guy is that she wants to marry, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, for sure she could. She's obviously has. Power I felt, over everyone. I which felt is really sad for her. 
you felt really sad for the not sister woman yeah who had devoted like all of her energy and time to this sad woman and then <laughs> would not be granted or you know, a release from the imprisonment of this, you know, Uh castle. uh So sad. Well, I think, I mean, for me, the question of why is there a daughter is sort of related here in that the the women are different. Yeah. I, you know, I just did a little bit of reading about her. There, there is a daughter in real, in the history. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think there's, there's kind of a number of children, some of whom died in childbirth, but I don't know. I, maybe there was a, maybe know. there so was just a daughter that died in childbirth. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Go yeah. on about the well, daughter at any point, because the, the the daughter is an alternative. You know, she likes staying inside and reading, and her role in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not she's not imprisoned by the situation the way that her mother is. Right. So there are, you know, and then there's like the the mistress woman who has a very different like relationship to everything. And then oh so my God. so that I don't scene. I was laughing, incredible. laughing. I mean, which one? The meet at the market with that veil? Well, that was incredible. But then incredible. when they actually have the business meeting where they get with down the, to the cream. business of like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Of like what your job is going to be. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, she better work. How practical of her to like devise this situation. Right. Well, it brings up this other thing of like why she feels like she has to replace herself in order to leave. So there's this interesting kind of like she tries to escape from like suicide basically Mm. and you know she says like I wasn't like expert enough to do it Mm. so she kind of learns that like the way that she could do it is by like replacing herself (laughs) right and also like seemingly she she's not so cold hearted that she doesn't understand that her husband has been generally like fair to her she doesn't hate her husband she doesn't but she understands that he is miserable because she is miserable yes and she realizes that like she doesn't want to just leave him with nothing or leave him in a dubious situation Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. like i'm going to try to facilitate a situation where he can you know have some pleasure and joy in his life and I'll be gone, which will also, like, help facilitate joy and pleasure in his life. Right. Well, there was always this idea in their relationship that they got to do what they wanted to do mm. to an extent. You know, basically, it's like until it infringes on the other person's ability to do what they need to do, which is basically the husband's ability. But this was also where I thought it was her sister in that I felt like she was saving her sister from having to take that part of her life over. Mm. But, you know, who, I guess not, but, or whatever, I don't know. Um, but again, like these women with different roles and different kind of worldviews with like the, the haircutting and oh. the woman who's like, this was my life. This was my Your life. Your hair was my life's work. And it's true. <laughs> it was her task. And the woman's like, I guess I guess it's you're I guess it's done now. She's like, "Well, good job. <laughs> it's over now." 
But, I mean, she still got to go with the hair and make a wig, you know? Right. Well, that was that was kind of the the end, of the finale. The finale to the life's work of the hair. Incredible. I mean, the hair... The hair is a true story. So, this we know to be true. The cutting of the hair? Uh, no, just or the just having... Or just the fact of, like, ha- the, the hair style. The, ha- the famous, like floor length hair mm-hmm. that she that she had she was famously very tall and very beautiful and you know frequently had her portrait painted but it is true that she did like refuse portraits after the age of 40 <clears throat> and mm. that that whole aspect well it's interesting the because 40, the, the 40 year old aspect yeah because yeah. i've been I watched that movie and then I've been watching this Fleischman show, which is also about, you know, the treachery of 40 years old mm. and to see when she walked in to that birthday celebration. And at this point you mm-hmm. don't know how old she is, but when uh-huh. she blows out the candles and there's like some mention of it being her 40th birthday, I was like, I knew it. I li- I like the atmosphere of the movie. I was like, this has to be about, how absolutely devastating turning 40 is. <laughs> uh, and it's incredible. Well, and it's, yeah. It ahead. really was. It really was about well, like. Well, and there's, a, there's an aspect of disappearing. Mm. You know, and she, even though like, you know, she says this thing when she forces her daughter to go riding in, in like the freezing cold night air um, about like oh the darkness God. protecting you. Um, yeah, but like there, there is this, yeah, this desperation around existing and like feeling like you're fading and you don't exist. Will you remind me? And the, the desire for that, that's for sure also for the film where she, she's interested in being filmed. Oh, right. Well, remind me that incredible thing that like, um, exchange between she and the the portrait painter where she's mm-hmm. he says something looks different yeah what does he say he's like your complexion there's something something like your complexion has changed and she's like oh i've been outside and, and then like, he says something that's basically about like her getting old he's basically like no that's <laughs> not it <laughs> you're old yeah like honey no and then she's like that turn like this is, I think, for me, defines her character of, like, wanting to connect with people and then there being this thing in the way and then her kind of very small revenges on people. Mm. And this is also the scene where we... There's this... Uh, she can't remember the names or differentiate her two, like, aides whatever, like, these kind of, like, made people. Mm-hmm. She never she can do she it. She can't tell who's who or mm-hmm. whatever. She doesn't care to know. No, she only And I'm, like, I saw the movie twice. I'm, like, you, they are the same person. I don't know. Totally. But there's this scene where where the, she's having her pa- portrait painted, and the husband comes in, she drops her cigarette, and then he's, like, oh, Finny, are you smoking again? And she's, like, this is right after a scene where one of them calls the empress out for saying the wrong name to her she's like oh no i'm finny or whatever so then and then the so in this scene he's like oh finny are you smoking again and then the empress is like that's not finny it's 
BB or whatever the other name is. <laughs> and then he's like, no, like she's thinner than this one. <laughs> and, and then he's like, there's something of like, they look to her to confirm it and she doesn't do anything. She can't. And I found it like a fascinating moment because I was like, I have no idea who's right. Well, like, he, I don't know. He was right. <laughs> he was right? I mean, he must have been. What? What do you mean? Like, I fully believe that, like, she honestly has no idea who... And he does. And he does, and but she can't let him be right. You know? Like, that's too humiliating right, for right, her. Right, right, right. And at any rate, she then gives the woman, like, this glare for not taking her side. Totally. You know? So it's, like, further damned... damned um, she's like, women have to stick together, even though I don't care about you at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and there are these constant, like, wanting the person to be your friend, but they're not your friend because the, of the position you have. And then there's, like, a revenge on that. Mm. Which, like, further separates you and, like, reaffirms this dynamic that, like, mm. they're afraid of you. <laughs> I want to go see this movie again, I'm realizing. It's so gorgeous. It I mean, is... it's like wallpaper. <laughs> Come on. It the veils. Really beautiful. The and the uh, fencing scenes. Incredible. Amazing. Wow, that room. Her body looks so insane. That room. That fencing. With those big, like, incorrect mm-hmm. doors. Those, yeah. And that, like, concrete floor or something so beautiful really amazing love that she just tosses herself out the window (laughs) it's so i mean so the theater going experience these women in front of us like couldn't figure out what happened (laughs) what so after that scene they're like why is she on crutches (laughs) and then one was like well she jumped out the window she like tried to kill herself yeah but she's like, what do you mean? <laughs> she just didn't jump far enough. Like, yeah, when she went through that window, she was jumping out of a window. This yeah, is not that complicated. But it's it is... Allegorical. It is, like, not, like, performative. She's just like, oh, I'm just going to jump out of this window. And yeah. she does it. And it's true. So, she really does. It's, it's a very... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and then the other, like, near-death experience with the horse... It doesn't read as a kind of suicidal act, but um, well, she is like devastated by the death of the horse and is like, I wish I would have died instead. But. It's just that her life starts to feel less and less valuable to her. And mm-hmm. so yeah, she just is like acting out and, and putting her own life in danger all the time and being like, my body is worthless now that I'm 40 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Oh, God, and when she yeah. has that doctor's appointment and he's like, well, you know, 40, 40 is um, <laughs> is like the age expectancy of most women now. So good job. You've really made it. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> Life expectancy. I think she lived 40. until she was 60, like 60, 60 something. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And she probably well, would have lived longer, but, you know, abs- yeah. absolutely yeah. murdered. But absolutely, it was true that she was like, she famously had gym equipment in her chambers Mm. that she was like, really determined to like, stay, you know, like be fit and like breathe. Well, she wasn't eating. 
the eating <laughs> dynamic is so great. I, I mean, I'm like obsessed with eating dynamics in movies anyway, but um, her, her abstaining, the, oh my God. So back to the Ludwig house, you know, so they, they're having this like incredibly intimate, like wonderful, they go swimming, the incredible like overhead shot of them. Just, in like, the night. Black. Yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. And then there's this dinner scene where like the, there's this other guy who talks, who wants to marry the not sister. Mm. Um, but you know, she, the empress is like, I just want, just bring me like a <laughs> thinly sliced, uh, orange or whatever. Oh, and oh yeah. Ludwig is like, that sounds great. Let's do that and bring whipped cream and chocolate or whatever. <laughs> and then cut to her like sitting on the floor in this stunning blouse. Yeah, you know, oh. I just remember thinking, wow, that is like such a gorgeous costume. Or, and we're to assume that maybe it's one of his. Oh, really? Um, I'm. I think so. I have like only a vague the memory. The fit is so <clears throat> perfect. Or maybe it's I, like I didn't feel that but. one of the underclothes that gets squeezed in by the corset or something. Sure, sure, sure. Mm. Well, anyway, he comes in with this chocolate and pours it all over. Her, oh my! All God. over the blouse. She's. You know what she's wearing? <laughs> Into her mouth. And she is like... wearing a dress made of like toile, which is you know that like French woven fabric where all those scenes are printed on it in blue, and. Mm. And I just kept thinking in this scene, I was like, how many of those dresses did they have to have to film this scene? It's I mean, maybe they made an agreement, like, we're going to have three dresses worth three shots. That's it. Totally. It is a, it is a, uh, um, we'll do it once. And I mean, it's also possible that they did it differently. And this was like, the end. he really was like, I'm just going to pour this all over. Right. Now do the last take Um, and destroy the dress. But it's also so, the chocolate is so black that it's just like this ooze. It's, it's so beautiful. so beautiful. Ugh. Ugh. What a gag. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit like, is it, did this movie not come in in time for awards season or? Uh, it's foreign. It's going to be in the Academy Awards as like the. Foreign language film. Whatever. From wherever. Oh. Aust- Austria. Because somehow wherever. I'm just like, this is. This is the this is the best one. Like why, why are we talking about other movies? <laughs> I mean, the Golden Globes just happened. I, I can't imagine that that Spielberg movie is worth watching. Jeremy, <laughs> can you imagine? No. I, wow. I look. I'll watch it on a plane. And I will watch it while I do other stuff. Exactly. Here's the thing with Michelle Williams. It's very hit and miss. I think she is, like, the best thing in, like, all of the Kelly Reichardt films. She's absolutely incredible. There's a new one coming out. Can't wait to see it. She's very talented, Michelle Williams. And she's very good at devastation. Um, But... Playing a role like this, or like the Fosse Verdon thing, or know. it's... I thought she was good as Gwen Verdon. Cartoon Town. Which, you know, it's it's a different thing, and I... Great, go, like, I mean, whatever. But I don't... 
it's not it doesn't make the kind of movie that I'm excited no, about. No, I so. can't say that I'm so excited to go see a movie about like people straight people long ago who have like a precocious child. Uh-huh. You know. I don't know that I need to see another Spielberg movie, frankly, but um, as 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 they've gone, mm. but you know you what know. I I liked um that um I surprised I was kind of surprised by how much I enjoyed um that Bridge of Spies movie was that what that was called I think it was Tom Hanks um <laughs> is that his name yeah <clears throat> yeah I mean Steven Spielberg knows how to. Make a film. make a movie for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but then, the like when you see, view, I'm not interested. When in. you see a movie like a Steven Spielberg movie, and then you see this corsage movie, you're like, "Well, that's a person who learned how to make movies long ago, and totally is really like, good at well, it." Well, you made really tremendous movies. Yes, and then you kind of kept doing it, making ish. Look. He like, has wait, a style, wait. and like he should, he should be allowed to continue making films, and it's great. Oh, absolutely, but this, and I'm, you know, but, it's great that people want to watch them, or right. give awards at least. But then you know. see a movie like Corsage, and you're like, okay, so now we're with everyone, with like we're in the conversation about what is going on in contemporary art, and contemporary cinema, and contemporary performance, and suddenly you're like, it's a relief, you know. Yeah, I mean, this movie, I think, um, the person I saw it with the first time, I don't think really liked it. It's, the the plot dynamic, I think, could be really hard for people. There's an aspect of it that it is kind of boring, unless you, because the, there isn't really a plot. I wasn't just bored kind of like, for one I second. I wasn't bored Not either, because second. every moment is so, like, emotionally rich Ugh. atmospheric, beautiful, like, and the, the content of the music, the movie is not, is in every moment. Mm. So, but there isn't a sense of like going anywhere until like kind of the end, mm-hmm. which I love because I, as soon as I know where a movie's going, I begin to lose interest. So right. for me, a mystery of like, what is this movie is what I want. Yeah. It really, it is hard to know, like, at any point in the film, what is going to happen. Even though you're supposedly watching this kind of, like, historical costume drama. It just, like, it just decides not to be that at a certain point. And it's like, this Mm -hmm. movie is about a feeling. This movie is about a person's state of mind during a short period of time. And... Yeah, I mean, it's like, you have the plot... Of like kind of a year, yeah. It's I a year. think I I and I I would I wonder if I almost feel feel like in watching it a second time that like that was an idea that came late of adding like a timeline. I know like. it's weird how it kind of it almost fools you. It sort of insists on acting like history. Like t- yeah, yeah, which I I, I like. Um. Yeah, I, I, but I think it is a it is a, a plot device that keeps you feeling like something is happening when sort of all that's happening is she's going from one place to another and these kind of vignettes are happening. Yeah. I think it's, it's a curiosity. Um, 
I do it's love... It's so masterfully directed. It's crazy to me. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I'll take your word for it. I really, I felt it very deeply. Well, that, that's what I, the, the way that scenes emotionally, like, sit together, like, the, there's so much, like, <laughs> it feels very risky in that of, like, like, for me, the one moment that I would delete from the film is the giving the bird, <gasps> flicking the, them off. You know, I literally almost stopped you so I could guess and say that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I do so, feel like, like that just that's, very that's slightly tonal, overstepped it's a tonal, the line. Like, right. The, the, the film is so good at balancing those tonal things. Yeah. And for me, that was, that was like a moment that just tips. And it's also like... I mean, I think it's almost like why that's in there is the same reason that it's the poster. Hmm. <laughs> because to get people in the theater, like it's for people liked it in the movie theater, right? They laughed because it's it's yeah. kind of like it does tip basic into boots. like yeah, basic for one moment. You're like, okay, yeah. shouldn't need to do that. I mean, she's already made very clear her disdain for all of this and all of these people. And now we don't need to like nod to the movie goers to be like, ha ha. <laughs> right. It's an anachronistic moment that is tips it. Yeah. But it's just that. And then you move on. And, and but so. this is my own issue and I'm sure others would not agree, but I, I didn't actually need the music to be like that. Like, oh, yeah, I really love the music, particularly the like, the live performances of music that tipped mm. into like, this is a contemporary song, but it's being performed mm. in like mm. a 19th century way ish. That's and true. I, That's like, true. I don't need that. I was like, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I liked the, I agree in that for the, the, I liked the music that was played. Um, just sort of right. know, not As live part of the, the soundtrack. Movie. But I uh, I do agree that like I I would have I like there being live music performed as part of the scenes, mm-hmm. but I didn't need it to be contemporary. That that's also. But I also didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't thrown out by that either. Mm-hmm. It was like oh, it was I was fine with it. Um, I do think it sort of massages. Uh, restlessness maybe for like other. No, for like maybe a t- more typical viewer as well, mm-hmm. but you know in the same way the like these other anachronistic moments are. But I wonder um, with a movie like this how I would have done if I had chosen to watch it at home. You, you know, with like distractions, I might have like if for a moment mm, like mm-hmm. gotten distracted and then kind of lost the flow. I do feel like there was something about being in the theater like only with the film that facilitated this great experience. See, I don't, I don't really think that, I mean, I think, yes, I think often being like trapped in a room with a thing helps Mm -hmm. (laughs) sort of like (laughs) focus and the kind of restlessness feeling. Yeah. Um, But I do think this film is very strong. If you're into these dynamics, you know, like, all the scenes are were very active to me. I was like, 
very into like every scene was very fulfilling mm-hmm. so i it doesn't really like uh have superfluous content that's like mm-hmm. that i think can often be in a movie just to like explain the plot or like move things mm-hmm. to do that work it can kind of be like oh the, we need to like tell people what's going on or whatever yeah and this doesn't have that well i also just from like production design costume design point of view like i i saw the movie with Stuart, and we sat in the front row at ifc Mm. just because there was like you know that was what was most available and so and i thought i know i'm gonna want to be in the front row for this movie just to like stare at fibers (laughs) and you know like paint and whatever and it was true like to be so close to this film was such a pleasure especially because there's so much texture weirdly like mm-hmm. even in these austere mm-hmm. spaces mm-hmm. and there's all this yeah. hair and there's all this fabric yeah. and it's just such a pleasure to look at and production design did such a good job there's such a shocking sequence of the Alice in Wonderland or that's what i call it but like where she is in this, like, miniature room. Oh, my God. Wasn't so, that cut bizarre? to... Now we just see her in a room, and she's, like... Her her head is, like, against the ceiling, and it's, like, you know, turned, so sort of her neck is almost to the ceiling. Mm. And you're like, what? <laughs> it was really... And I first... So I first assumed she was standing on a table. I first That's assumed... That's how I read it. She was inside of, like a playhouse a that they built for yeah. her daughter or something. I was right. like, oh, she's in the, like, daughter's play thing. Well, because then next we see... Oh, so from there we see a shot of the beautiful dogs running towards camera. Hmm. And then they, like, run up to her. So she's not on a table. Right, she's just in and a I'm feeling. Like, what's going on? But it also at that point when you see that second shot of... Or the third shot of the dogs coming to her, there's no sense of of that scale issue in that shot. Oh, it goes so you're away. you're like, what's going on? So the dogs feel not out of scale. Right. Well, she and was, then the, she was then the next shot is the daughter. You see the daughter, and again, it, like feeling in like a normal space. Mm. And the daughter's looking at her into this space, we sort of assume. that Then, like, that's when I thought, oh, I guess it, maybe it's a playroom. I mean, you know, maybe that sort of seems to suggest it more. And there's never a resolution to what it is. Well, she's just being, <laughs> she was being crushed by her, by the container yeah, so that she's like, trapped in. Yeah. And I mean, I love not having a resolution to that um, space. Not necessary. Absolutely not necessary. And then there's a, there's, I mean, there is a call to it after that, where she's making a flip book of drawings of herself in that room. Mm. Um, I forgot about but the flip book. that doesn't like resolve what you know what the so then it just leaves that space as like available to every kind of reading of it mm. that like it is a child's room it is like her feeling it is uh, you know whatever but um, yeah and then you get the flip book which is another kind of movie mm. filmmaking and like a desire to, for her to see herself represented, like doing it herself versus like having a painter who sees her as older. Right. So that that painter scene ending too with like just copy these 
other paintings of me when I was younger. Right, she's like, I look gorgeous all around the house, just copy those. Um, I Revenge. Do, I, love Revenge. How the, I love how the movie takes place so frequently in these, like, well, A of all moments of eating, but also, like, moments of grooming, where you're in the bath, mm-hmm. where people mm-hmm. are putting your clothes mm-hmm. on for you, where you're taking right. your clothes off, where... Yeah, yeah. I, I really... There's something about seeing the way that people bathed in the past yeah. that's like somehow very thrilling. <laughs> well, early on we get we see the husband taking off his sideburns or whatever, oh my exactly what where he's taking off his like mutton chops and putting them in the little case <laughs> yeah. or when her cousin's like taking Incredible. out the teeth and you realize yeah, you like see the teeth next the, to the teeth bed. aren't real the whole yeah. thing's a wig you know it's just like that shot on second viewing the shot of the teeth is really long. Is it just like, of seeing the, like, little it's dentures? Still, you know, it's just, like, a still life of, like, the teeth on the side of the teeth. I was like, this shot is crazy long. It was like, you just have to take it in that, like, those aren't his real teeth. Like, really, really. <laughs> fake. Everything's fake. Presentation. Everything is artificial, yeah. and, you know, life is short. Wow. Corsage. Um, I should, I want to just read, I'm going to read a message that I got from Jack Fervor. Um, okay. Um, who we know, we, we, we know. And Jack says, Jeremy says I can't be on the pod to talk about it, but I have to say, okay, this is a message from Jack from the past. She's not cruel. She's trapped. And then he goes, the way I relate to these rich white women, her and France, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> so that's what Jack wanted to share with you, the listeners, about their relationship to this film. And She um, is trapped and it causes her to be cruel. Well, and also, like, like I never, like, in watching the film, I never, I wasn't painting her as a cruel villain. I w- that's not what I felt. I was like, she's... She's sad. She's sad. She's sad and she's cruel. The 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 turn. It's it happens in most scenes, where she turn like when she goes to the infirmary and she's like, "The last time I was here, you said I was beautiful. Mm. Like now you're just sitting there, <laughs> like a, because he's a vegetable. Yeah, like she is insulted by him being." A full vegetable in like a insane asylum. Well, this is like a cautionary tale of the danger of your whole identity being formed around being beautiful, right? And then the moment there's a fading, right? It's right, like who right, are you, right. and is life but totally she, worthless? She also attempts to have more than that. She attempts, you know, with her husband. She's like, "Let me in." Like, mm. confide in me. Like, mm. let's talk about these political things. Right. She attempts to, like, become someone beyond... You know, she has these, like, more superficial... With, like, the kind of writing instructor, boyfriendy thing of, like... Just, tell you know, tell me I'm beautiful. Mm. Um, like, I want to see you seeing me that way. Right. But she does She does seek out other forms of of identity. Mm. But it is does seem sort of both culturally impossible, um, but also a thing of like too late. Like this is the world that mm. has been 
it's been built on you being beautiful. Totally. That's what people talk about. That's what people want from you. Um, there, I'm trying to find, I, I read some information. Um, there was like a series of films long ago that were about her starring some famous actress. And I think this was mm-hmm. in the like 50s. Sissy. Yeah. I think what was that? Kind of, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Okay. I see. 1955, yeah, really, but... 56, 57 or when these movies came out and they're starring Romy Schneider. Right. Who is also so gorgeous in the pool movie. Oh my God. With Alain Delon, who we j'adore. Um, so I'd be curious to like glance at these films, even though I, I get the sense they're probably, I've heard, I've read that they're kind of <laughs> stupid. Um, but also, you know, I feel like she's, she's really, her story's really captivated a lot of makers, like choreographers, directors. Apparently there've been like five movies about her in the past two years. Oh, you know, there's a, there's a series right now on television yeah. called The Empress that's about her. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's where I'll, what I'll check out. Yeah, there's a movie from... But two- I don't really, you know, it's like, I don't really care. Like, it's not, no. it's not the point of this no, movie. you're right. It's just, it doesn't matter, like, what the what happened in real life. Like, that's not as interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think that the history of Empress Elizabeth is very interesting. Like, I think mm-hmm. we love a story about a restless woman, you know? But how many movies have we seen that have been, like, capsized by the desire to tell the whole story? Right, I mean, I think of course. Of, like, uh, I think that was my problem with the latest iteration of that movie about all the girls. What's the <laughs> What's movie? movie called? What? You loved it. It had all the fabrics. Um, Little Women? With... Yes. <laughs> I was like, this is out of proportion. <laughs> We need to, like, edit this movie. The movie about all the girls. To... <laughs> you got it. You, you made it. Well, you the thing about the thing about Little Women is that we're all just so familiar with the various plot points that you kind of have to go through them <laughs> in a way. Well, I mean, I think you don't. Yeah, well, you know? that's what this movie teaches us. You don't have to tell the I truth, so. and you don't have to tell the whole story. In fact, you can literally tell kill off the, the character... Twenty totally, years before she dies, yeah, completely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, this is where it's, I, you know, why I love Spencer, mm. uh, because it did. It wasn't the point. Also, the like in Spencer, how the <laughs> the grass is green and it's Christmas. Like they're like these things that you're like this sh- kind of shouldn't work, mm. but like, who cares? Nobody cares if it's good. Like, make the feeling happen. Totally. That's what matters here. Oh, so, really good. And I'm 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 curious to look at her other movies. They've they made an, a movie together uh, in the past too. So that's gonna seek that out. Um, um great. Wow. Well, I just got invited to well, um, something tonight that I'll report on next week. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I. I thought we should talk about the dance sequence since we're here since since dance um it i don't even remember it i'm just being honest will you well there are kind of two dance sequences there's one sort of in the middle which is 
one of those live music things where she's kind of dragging her leg around. This is like, she's dancing with Ludwig. They're not really dancing. You know, it's right. not really a dance. Right. Scene. It's with her cousin. But then there's the dancing at the end. With her husband? Yeah, with her cousin. With her cousin. Uh-huh. There's the dancing at the end where she's alone for the credits. Oh, my God. I forgot. Yes, she dances in that room for the credits. It's so beautiful. And then so she puts beautiful. a mustache on. And then she has a mustache and she's wearing like more of like she's free from her corset. This is sort of the end. <laughs> I, I it's sort of the thesis, you know, is like some something about freedom. But I, I you know, it's that it that it uses dance to communicate that, I think is something. Yeah. It's so great. I mean, it, it's so great. I just really enjoyed it. I love beautiful things. <laughs> It's beautiful. I mean, it's also like watch her performance is so incredible. Like how that dance sequence at the end works. It's a beautiful room. She's wearing beautiful things. She's beautiful. She's, well, Vicky has like all this. Feeling. Her name's Vicky Kreutzberg. Is that her name? Or no, Vicky. Vicky Kreps. Vicky Kreps. Um, Vicky Kreps. She's like a very. What's the word I'm looking for? Her performance in this movie in particular is like really razor sharp. It's like there's an accuracy to it that's like kind of alarming. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. And it's so- why I ended up watching Phantom Thread like 10 times in like a month. Mm. Because, and maybe why I wanted to rewatch this movie, because she's actually giving a lot of information. Mm. And to such like a like perf- perfected way that it really holds up to a lot of views i think and and drastically changes your reading of the whole thing like mm-hmm. i thought my first viewing of phantom thread she i took her as like a kind of victim mm-hmm. who like finds a power in the mushrooms kind mm-hmm. of thing but in rewatching i was like Wow, she is actually really, she knows what's going on and she is fighting for her place kind of the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, she's. But in such a subtle way. She's really, really. I mean, I don't know what this person's like in real life. I don't, but I mean, she gives incredibly intelligent performances. I would say I watched some interviews and I don't want to watch anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about that. That happens, you know. That happens. Um, European. I know. I watched an interview of Kate Blanchett on, like, I don't know, Jimmy Kimmel or, or no, Stephen Colbert. And I was like, I don't want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't want to see that. Um, I'm excited for you to see Tar. Yes, I I think we will do that this week, and we will have it for next week. Mm. Um, I just watched <laughs> rewatched Notes on a Scandal, and wow, 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 that movie is so hilarious. I mean, it's interesting to to talk about Tar in relationship to <laughs> Corsage because it's really uh-huh. about like how kind of becoming mm. emancipated from the patriarchy mm. has its own set of perils, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Well, that's, you know, I did have the thought in watching Corsage the first time of like, yeah, I mean, it is a very real possibility that 
escaping life is uh, is a solution. Mm. Mm -hmm. That, like, really felt like part of the, you know, the thesis of this movie. Yeah. You know, if we think that she dies at the end, jumping into the sea, and that, like, the dance is a kind of heaven, Mm -hmm. or, you know, or... You know, for me, that was part of the water imagery was like this desire to kind of go back into nature, to like absorb back in. Mm-hmm. You know, her her mm-hmm. her obsession with like the animals, the horses, certainly the dogs, the like nature experience, mm-hmm. um, even the darkness, the kind of like to like go disappear into the darkness, into the pond. It's like a desire for like that kind of all consumed intimacy with the universe Mm. uh you know no i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry to do this and i i really appreciate these kind of philosophical musings but i suddenly am overcome by this question which is (laughs) if you jump off a giant boat like that at what point are you dead you know yeah like are are you being hit by the propeller do you drown? Is it the propellers? Is it impact? Even impact of hitting the water. Right. It's, I, I found think... that shot to be really interesting, too. They're, like, going wide and how small she is. Mm, and she's wearing that yeah. gorgeous black dress, and they're all wearing that dress. It's just so amazing. Oh, with the veil. And she the has veil. that... I mean, she's not wearing her veil. She's though. got that great haircut at the end of the movie. Well, also, when you saw the bow of the ship, were you like Titanic? Because that's what I thought. Of course. I, I mean, like, how can you see yeah. a bow like, of a ship? How can you not? How can, it's Titanic. In a movie. Yeah, but thank God yeah. in this movie, it's suicidal. <laughs> well, it is in Titanic, too. <laughs> no, in Titanic, it's a moment of emancipation for Kate Winslet. She's but like, I'm free. She, They first meet. She's going to jump off the boat. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot suicide. that. Thank you so much for bringing me Which, back. Which, you know, I think suicide is also, is part of, like, romantic philosophy in that mm. way. But, yeah, I didn't even think, like, does the boat, do you hit the boat? You get, right. You get crushed by the boat? Right. And are the people know. who are about to jump off the boat wondering, like, when am I dead if I jump off this boat? <laughs> well, in this situation... You know, it's also like, is this a metaphor? Like, where are we? Mm. You know, it's similar to that room of like, what is this? And we don't... We don't know. know, It's also like the dance at the end. We don't know. There there are jumps in... There are jumps in time, which actually does this other thing that's... With the hair, when when her sister... the when her not sister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is replacing her during the husband's birthday moment. Mm-hmm. There's this cut to her in the house doing heroin. Yeah. And because there are these other like jump backs when I wasn't sure at least. Um, and I don't <clears> think <throat> Jack was either when I brought it up. I assumed it was a, it was a, it was telling us that she was, had just done heroin. It mm-hmm. was now like, you know, on heroin outside mm-hmm. at this birthday thing. But then you realize that this is the first moment where then, like, the the not-sister comes in and we see kind of these two of her. There are two of her mm. in this kind of, like, mm-hmm. wait, what's happening? Mm. Um, but whole... it's this jump back, jumping back to different, like, the filming sequence, mm. black and white. The, um... 
the the heroin plot line is I think a, a true part of her mm. history and what's interesting is that in this film it's not really presented as something totally nefarious in in fact like I feel like right. the heroin kind of help pres- yeah. it helps in, in in her release and like it actually yes. helps her in terms of like coping with her misery it feels like with the heroin she can like physically connect to her husband she can like she can cut her hair she can stop wearing her corset uh-huh. you know it sort of it emancipates her from the treachery of her life in a weird way yes i think it it makes certain things bearable mm-hmm. so that she can do things mm-hmm. but i i also think it's the beginning of her kind of expert suicidality totally in that she sees a, a way out, which is part of, like, the heroin, <laughs> like, isn't a, a bit of an escape. Mm. But it also isn't enough. So, like, the heroin into the cutting her hair, which her husband is like, a part of you has died. It's like, yeah, she's making her way. She's finding her way. I yeah. This thing. I mean. Which, if it's, like, being the empress or being a human. Right. You know, I think that's that's, like maybe as much of anything is like this isn't about being an empress this is about being a human and how it can feel like being a prisoner she wants to live and in order to do that she has to die (laughs) yes i mean which is a sort of like romantic thing so i don't think this movie doesn't have to be taken as like about suicide but as much as like you might have to let something a part of you go at least to go towards into a new phase of life. Mm. I think that seems to be certain, you know, if she's, if she's simply like replacing herself with someone else to go on this other life, you know, the, the water is also like this baptism, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it, I love these open images that, it's why I, like, love movies. We can, like, ruminate on these things and not be like, well, this movie was this and this and that, and that's what it meant, and right. we're done with it. Right. This movie has a lot of space in a weird way, even though it's it's at Precise. times very oppressive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah. guess what? We loved Corsage. We talked about it for a full hour. Are we getting to hear what you're doing tonight? Or are we oh, find out I'm going week? to see... Titanic, speaking of Titanic. Oh, wow. That's exciting. I can't wait to hear about it. This Titanic parody musical that I've heard that Stuart loved and others have really enjoyed. It looks absolutely stupid to me. Um, (laughs) But um, I was offered a free ticket. I'm going to go. Yes. Yes. If you get... um... You should get all those Broadway tickets. Go see all those shows. I need to do research, you know? Yeah. I need well, to now see you're what's in, out there. in there. I'm really in the thick of it. You should get free, really crazy. free tickets. I just, I, yeah, I just run around to various shops where people make things now. That's great. Um, did you listen to James's interview with Isaac? I did. And I have to say, like, I immediately texted them because I was, like, so touched by that interview. I was, like, laughing and then I found myself, like, crying. Especially, like, when they're talking about mothers, but also when 
Isaac is talking about like how, you know, friendships come and go in this way, but like, you know, the love somehow still there and and how sad he was that he wasn't able to make it to Andre Leon Talley's memorial service. Mm. And I just felt like really sad about, you know, the way that, that people impact our lives and come and go and, you know, sad. Oh, interesting. I didn't find it sad. But I found <laughs> I it, like, like very, like, realistic and pragmatic about, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, just, like, the, the, you know, sort of, like, the lingering question around, like, is this, am I sacrificing, or is this, it's just, like, you can't do everything. You can't. So, you choose uh, to do these things, and, uh, yeah. and, and, like, people change, and, like, Sometimes you like have to go do a thing when you would rather do this other thing, but that's not what happens and whatever. Yeah. I mean, Isaac's um, relationship to change is so kind of evolved incredible. that he yeah. can just move through all of these yeah. like ways of it's being really... in life and be like, I choose to be happy. You know, I choose mm-hmm. to like do things that I love doing and I, I love moving and working and like creating and it doesn't really like matter if you think it's important or not it's just like how i feel right also i i don't isaac's not even isaac's not like is this important for me to do you know like that's it's also not how he's making decisions he's like do i want to do does it i want to do i'm gonna go do that yeah which you know is based a part of it, I was also like, this is also based on a, a immense privilege. So much privilege. Of being able to like walk into these spaces. But also and... like in the way that, I don't know if you know who Polly Mellon is, but like I've mm-hmm. heard Polly Mellon, she was um, an editor at Vogue in like the okay. heyday of like when that whole uh, line of work was very kind of privileged and glamorous and you were taking trips to Iceland for like two week shoots or whatever. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I heard a talk of Polly Mellon being like, I basically just talking about how she understands how spoiled she was and that she just mm. feels so lucky and grateful and that she like really took advantage of the position that she was put in. And I feel like Isaac is one of those like very privileged yeah. people who has like extreme gratefulness for the whole thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, he says that thing about, like, expecting little and then being grateful for everything. Mm. I think that does... And, you know, and it's 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 why... It's part of what, what makes the Instagram so pleasurable is because he loves all these things. You know, like, cooking and doing this and that. And, mm. you know, it's it's like every... That's, like, that's the goal is to, like, fill your days with pleasure. Yeah. Which isn't about, like, you know... <laughs> A kind of Torian fantasy of like laying in bed eating whipped cream or whatever, yeah, having chocolate poured on your face, but um, but you know, of like doing the things you want to do, which again, I could you know, is also like involves other people and yeah, helping there, people, there or whatever. Are but very whatever. few people that I can look to as like a kind of real example like someone whose life and interests run parallel Mm -hmm. to mine Mm -hmm. and although Isaac's 
experience is different, especially in terms of like <laughs> money. Um, I, I do feel like Isaac is really the one person where I'm like, yeah, like the, the trajectory of your life feels very familiar in terms of what I desire and the way and mm-hmm, the kind of mm-hmm. vernaculars that I've been working through like right. from performance through design and now basically into the domestic arts, you know, like <laughs> yeah. basically like, well, we keep working and and then also I feel this pull towards, you know, baking a cake and like making my bed and, you know, suddenly mm. the, the, the priorities are shifting and I see in Isaac, like what mm. I feel in myself mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I, and it's, uh, you know, a part of that's a result of the AIDS pandemic and, like, not having a lot of people to see their lifestyle. Mm. Um, Isaac. Um, so, uh, yeah. If you, uh, James has a new... new podcast. Podcast. Yeah. I think I... I will say I think I prefer the kind of vibe of the stage right side. Yeah, a little more but, casual. Um, yeah, a little more fun. But this but, feels like um, it was. I'm excited. It's very to, produced. In a way, it's very uh, professional. Oh yeah, isn't exactly what I mean, but like no, it's but serious. I appreciate I guess, that James sort of went in with a plan for this interview, and it really facilitated an extremely thoughtful evolution in terms of the conversation i was like good questions this really really worked and it got to a place of like you know revealing really lovely and deep things about isaac and james and it really you know the exchange was really good and as i said laughing crying laughing crying laughing crying yeah so check that out um i'm sure if you search james whiteside or isaac yeah. It will probably come up. It's on their Instagram. I can't remember what the podcast is called. I can't either. I'm going to look it up for you right now. Stage, stage right side. Which it's, not, right it's not. <laughs> <laughs> what a great title. Come it's on. It's called Front Row. And it features yeah. a really kooky illustration of James's face on the, on the album cover. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, we're so happy all right, to next a week. good friend. My God. Hopefully... Yeah, so great. Um, oh, also, there are yeah. um, there's like cheap tickets on one of the nights of Justin's new Copeland evening for thirty eight dollars that you can look into. It's on like a one of the Friday night performances, and I, there's still a lot of tickets available. Cheap, so. cheap, cheap. Talk cheap a lot. Cheap tickets, thirty eight dollars. If you buy them in person, thirty eight. If you buy them online, fifty. Okay, so beware. Oh, there you have it. Yeah. Uh, and that's also to say that. New York City ballet season is about to start. Winter, what have you? Yeah, um, uh, weirdo night. Oh right, is happening. I'm not sure when that is. Jack February. and Peter Smith is replacing Aaron Aaron Markey. February third or February second, something like that. Yeah. Um, I I think we're just gonna drive in and drive back. Love it. That's the feeling. I'll be there. Um, and then dance on camera festival or film. With Pam, wow, will be showing on some day. I don't know. Um, I think like, I don't know, February twelfth. And I would encourage. Perhaps. I don't know. Once we actually, well, look online or wait for us to tell you the <laughs> actual date. But 
It's one. Of, it's the most beautiful dance film I've ever seen. So, and I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. So, oh. go see Jeremy's movie. Um, it is so beautiful. It's insane. It's our movie. Well, yes, I I contributed the look, but um, costumes, honey. But you know, it just doesn't. You created a container and an, a capsule for the whole thing. That's just so much greater than the sum of its parts really <laughs> <laughs> well I, ho- I would hope so you know but i guess that's not that isn't a given for sure so it's definitely not because actually uh, dance usually <laughs> works the opposite of that like once you try to put it on film it loses a lot and i think that the opposite is true of this dance this dance needed a container in the way that you gave it one um because outdoor dances do tend to kind of disperse into the atmosphere and you... uh, remember that Pam dance down down uh downtown yeah I was in outside it. yeah yeah I know I know you remember it but luckily it for that dance speech I guess the weather provided a kind wow. of like box for it yeah well it also provided only one opportunity for it but that's true <laughs> right weren't the, it's yeah. only one we did it one time yeah. one time only yeah i did not see it but i saw pictures and video and i thought ah oh, heaven yeah i think it must have misty, looked very beautiful in the mist the mist created the theater space okay anyway let's be done um that was my fun phone is i really liked going. talking about corsage I did too. I loved it. I hope you all go. Um, go see Corsage. But I'm also ready to not think about it for a year and then see it again. Yeah. Now there's some other movies I'd like to go see, I think, but I can't remember which ones. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about the new Ari Aster movie that Parker's in. Mm. I read the script when she got it and it was insane, but it looks insane, but like in a good way. So I'm happy for Michelle Yeoh. I have to now see this movie that everyone's been talking about for eight months. I sort of can't believe that we haven't seen it. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. Um, And Jennifer Coolidge. What a, what a. Did you watch her speech? What a delight. I watched her because I think she. What does she do? She, she does presented as well, but she presented. Yes, she and made a speech she when won. she won. They were both incredible. She put her golden globe incredible. down, and she made Mike White cry, and he had tears streaming down his face. It was very sweet. Yeah, I feel emotionally close to Mike White. Mm. <laughs> like that, that situation would have wrecked me as well. Yeah, he like really. I feel like she doesn't really say much about him, but. She just, just basically says his name. <laughs> She's really like, Mike White. Intense. <laughs> yeah, so good. And she does so sort good. of allude to his care. She's like, he cares about yes. everything. And I'm yes. like, I do feel that. Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. and it's fascinating in terms of like making work. I mean, Jack and I talked about, it's like, it's a different time than like these, when Mike White was making early films and... Mm. Todd Haynes and like it's such a different time um and it's hard to see how uh, anyway um um what's on there I guess <laughs> uh, it was very cathartic today's episode very cathartic for me really nice to talk through that whole thing yeah 
great. I'm glad. Yeah. I I love a deep dive into a, a thing. Yeah. Um, okay, Jeremy. Have a wonderful day. I'm you too. going to quickly snowy go get here. the arms of my new eyeglasses adjusted so they're stopped crushing my Oh, skin. I love those glasses. Yeah. Dark rims, as Jack says. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Love a dark rim. Love a dark rim. They are, they're a little green. They're a green gray. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Never love had a green, green glasses before. And look, we're not talking prue leaf kind of green, but they're, um, they're something. I like there's them a, a lot. There, there's some green in there. They're yeah. a great shape. Well, revolutionary. Yeah, go buy Hayware. See if they have the right frames for you. It's a good company, and they um, get your glasses made mm. very quickly. I have. Oh, that's nice. No one can make my glasses quickly <laughs> because... Because they're made out of, like, 600 layers of... <laughs> yeah, because they have, like, I, such a high dead. level of astigmatism, and now they're bifocals, so... Gorge. Good luck with that project. Two glasses. I'm not allowed to get the, like, $100 all-inclusive glasses from anyone anymore, so I'm up into the $350 range, but c'est la vie. You're special. I'm very special. Unique. Unique. But I am seeing. That's what you are. I'm seeing, Jeremy, and that's what matters. That's great. It's really you know, important. I'm not like but totally also you can terrified. take your glasses off. I'm not terrified to open up the copies of The New Yorker that arrive at my house. You know, because now I feel like I can read those Did words. Did you read that? Well. It's crazy. I, I leave through it, and if there's something that really strikes my fancy. The way people write in that magazine, I just have to say. Well, yikes. sometimes they have great pieces that are really in-depth, but I, here's my issue. There's too many words on a page. I'm like, I don't want to spend 15 minutes on one cheap sheet of paper. I want to more action. I want to feel like I'm moving through. I don't want. Oh, 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 oh. Are you done with this? Is is this episode about this balancing book ever going to happen? Yeah, I'm like getting through it. Okay. Okay. Why you want to give up? Oh, I returned that book. Well, um, you don't have so to... So I'm looking forward to a, a, a Cliff Notes episode. Oh, okay. Um, That's all. I have to be in touch with Russell about like when he... He's a fast reader, um, but he's also chipping his way through it. It's not... It's no small feat, this book. Let me tell you what. Yeah. That's why I stopped. Yeah. Um, no, thank you. Um, but I, I, I do want to reap the rewards of your reading it. So. Yeah. Well, I have to say, <laughs> I'm at a place in the book where, like, suddenly there's, there's, you know, initially Familiar the book things. started and it was doing this, like, old history of his, like, lineage. And I was like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it was, like, this really exciting history about the Russian Revolution and then, like, the mm. Ballet Russe. And that was thrilling. And now it's getting to this, like, part where the New York City Ballet is really getting going. And now everything feels yeah. very familiar, except it's, like... There's all of this history about, like, these personal relationships and all the grim details about everything. Mm. It's really fascinating. I have to say, like, she has gathered an incredible amount of information that is, like... No doubt. Yeah. There's I watched no this tour of the New York Public Library, the, the, the um, what is it called, the, like, Schwartzman Building? Mm-hmm. On YouTube, that was a thrill. A What's thrill. the Schwartzman Building? It's the main that main branch. It was renamed. I think it's called the Schwartzman. With building. the lions. 
with the lions. Oh, I want to do that. It's great. It's great. I think it's like a architectural digest or something like that. Okay. Um, I've been, I watched this one architectural digest video where they're like three interior designers interpret a space as an office. Oh, those are so humiliating. Well, (laughs) (laughs) did you believe it? I was really like, wait. This is how you would design this small room into an office? Uh, I was like, you would put a giant uh-huh. fireplace in there? I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> they are insane. Truly It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Do not give I wish they blanche. were good. Don't give carte blanche to interior designers. Okay. But That's you know what? Lesson. Those people are trying to like. Sell their brand. Sell a brand. Yeah. That's like great. They're trying to make an impression. Totally. They're like, and then this is a rug that I have specially loomed from this company that you can buy (laughs) online. And I'm putting it in the middle of this tiny office. And then I'm covering the walls and ceiling with this wallpaper. That's a collab with my interior design company. And I'm like, totally. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Um, I know one of the women was like, I've chosen to move the window over. I'm like, what? Like, Mm. but I don't think that's the game. Like, no. Okay. Anyways. Also that there's there's no client, there's no like brief, there's no it's just like do whatever you want to the space. It's crazy. Yeah, but I was I Anyway, mean, it was compelling in some way. I know. I'm I am tempted to continue watching them, but I also will not. I have to say it to. taught me something about a small space. I was like, well, through watching these three people's vision of this room, I kind of like I see the pros and cons of all of their ideas. And like, I feel like if Mm. I had to do this, I'd know what to take from these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, that seems like a big takeaway. We're learning. We're learning. We're aging and we're learning. All right. So YouTube's great. We love movies and I've been watching. I'm sorry. One more last. (laughs) I've been watching these like old, this old couple in Azerbaijan who are, And they have, like, chickens and dogs and things, and uh, they just, like, yeah. they kind of, like, cook stuff outside, and then also, like, put up shelves or gardening things, and then, like, the rooster crows, and the and the cat, like, claws the puppy, and then, like, there's snow on everything, but they still are cooking outside, and then she, she like, she does prep on, like, 3,000 mandarin oranges to make marmalade. It's really... <laughs> insane anyways when we can no longer go outside as a society these videos are going to be so important i know because we'll be like that's what it feels like to be outside (laughs) yeah and like what is that thing oh it's no it's they call it an orange it was an orange fascinating yeah okay gorgeous have a great day and i'll see thanks for listening yeah good luck with listening to this (laughs) as if all right bye we love you goodbye